You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, Ready, sisters? Sister, sister. Never knew how much I missed you. But we need to figure out those next lyrics. Yeah, we need to Every look, time we sing yeah. it, we don't know what to say next. Yeah, we need we to start look mumbling. that up. Yeah. Anyways. Hello. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to OKSIS. I'm Scout. I am Madela. Madela. Okay. We're going with Madela today. Well, I'll take Try it. Try to you know, spice it up. Madela. I love it when you call me Scoutela. It's so cute. It is so cute and Jewish and like Yiddish. So Yiddish. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because we didn't really like grow up with so much Yiddish. Um, Even though our mom's side of the family were Ashkenazi Jews. Yeah. Well... Our great grandparents spoke Yiddish to our mom. Yeah, so she kind of passed us passed on some, but like not a lot. Words. Like I wouldn't say that like Yiddish was a big part of our upbringing, except oi. Well, oi. How did yeah. I develop this? I really put oi into the lexicon of our family and my close network. Yeah, I think I say oi a lot. I I say it every other word. Oh yeah, you do say it a lot. I can yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. And then we say schwitz a lot. I mean, just because it's so accurate. It's such an accurate depiction of my like my everyday state. Yeah, we were just watching this commercial, which I thought was super weird. But apparently they make, if you have sweaty hands, they make antiperspirant lotion that you can put on your hands. I don't, think, I don't know why don't you sweat. think that's so funny. I, I need think, that product right now. I think that is hilarious. It was the funniest infomercial I have ever seen in and my life. And those two men that created the product weren't even Jewish looking. So like maybe this is something Maddie, that is outside that of our realm. People that aren't Jewish are schwitzy. It's not just Jewish people. I feel like Jews are just like schwitz No, that's not true at all. All right. (laughs) Most people, not most people, but a lot of people are schwitzy people. Wow. Okay. 
Is this a Good new, to know. Is this like a new brown, groundbreaking situation? Yeah, you? I just like have never heard a non-Jew uh, complain of that about them being like sweaty palmed and sweaty. Everywhere. Okay, well we can't be a light persp- a light perspiration. Light perspiration. Okay, let's do the word of the week. Okay prognosticate and it means to forecast or predict something in the future from present indications or signs aka a prophecy and Ooh. i'm gonna go out on a limb on a whim what is it oh out on a limb is it a limb or a whim wait out on a whim i think it's a whim i'm gonna oh. we'll look it up later wow i'm gonna go out on a whim and say that our guest prognosticated the influencer sphere Hmm. yeah i mean I'm going to even go one deeper. Okay. She prognosticated the the, uh, power of influencer brand marketing. Marketing. Yes. And how to capitalize on that specific interaction between the two entities. Yes. I 100% agree with that. You know? Because people did not know that in the very beginning when it was all starting. That that could even be a relationship or a marketing tool. And she was like, this is going to be big. Everyone's going to want to make money off of one another and let me be in the middle of that shit. Yeah, she's a yeah, that's exactly a great way to Um, describe her. So who we're talking about is Alyssa. Yeah, she's a fellow San Diego. Hote Brunette. The Hote Brunette. She's a fellow San San Diegoan? San Diegoan? San Diegan. San Diegan. Um, She actually went to high school with my husband, which is funny. Um, I don't think they know each other that well, but they were at the same high school. Um, Yeah, and she kind of was stuck in a rut in her job and but was really eager to make money and be a successful businesswoman. And she identified um, a trend in the market that hadn't had its full fruition yet and therefore created this idea behind Instagram marketing between and collaborations between brands and influencers. And so she has her own agency that she runs here in uh, New York City. Yes, she is quite the badass and um, rock and style. Yeah, no bullshit. Straight to the point. Oh, she told it like it was. Should we talk about our keto diet real quick? Oh yes. Um, so we are update. Yeah, on we're life. um we're gonna commit to the keto diet. So for those of you that don't know, I, I don't know how I feel about it yet, but I guess I'm committing. Yeah, you're committing. So keto is a high fat, low carb diet, which just means that you want to keep your body in. Co- ketosis ketosis which means that it's in a higher state of metabolic burning throughout the day yes and to do that you need to eat a lot of fat and no carbs essentially so it's it's kind of like atkins diet i've never done atkins but um we're gonna hold ourselves accountable that's why we're saying it on the pod we're gonna do keto i'm doing it to see if it um eliminates my hormonal acne i've heard that it does help with acne clearing and 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 inflammation, so that's my goal. Is I'm, to I'm do it. doing it because I have gained a little bit of weight on a new medication that I take um, for my bipolar disorder, and so I, I just haven't been feeling my best. You mm-hmm. know, physically, I'm a little bit insecure right now. If I'm being honest, if we're doing a quick little check in here, mm-hmm. um, so I'm hoping that keto just kind of keeps it a little bit tighter and helps Ooh, me shed a shed a few town what. Keep, get it right. Get it, keep it tight. Oh, God. No, that's not how I meant it. But okay. um, I'm hoping that I can just shed a few pounds and feel a lot better about my about myself. Not that you like need to lose yeah. weight to feel better, but 
I no, I want I know what you mean. I want to yeah. feel lighter. I don't want to I don't want I don't want to carry groggy. around this extra bloat. I don't like the 3 p.m. tiredness. I mean, I've been I've been doing really great at my diet and I have honestly felt a com- like when I eat really, really clean, my mental health is sh- so much clearer. The brain fog is completely eliminated. And brain fog makes you depressed. Yeah. And it just doesn't make you productive. And and like we want to show up for not only OK Sis, but for our relationships, for our life. And you can't do that unless you feel your greatest. So we are kicking ourselves into shape and we are going keto. We're going keto. We'll keep you updated. We'll keep you updated on the progress. Also, we're sprinkling in a little intermittent fasting. I don't know if I'm going to do that. I'm not 100% sure on that one yet. I'm going to do it. Okay. I did it for a month and a half. I I feel like I paid my intermittent fasting dues. That's okay. Well, the only... Well... You don't need to do it every day. Whenever I... I did it five to six days of the week for a month and a half. Yeah. I do feel my best when um when I do eat in in that because I I've done it like not knowing I've done it I yeah like okay I'm not gonna eat dinner tonight and then t- the next day I wake up but that's not the point amazing. of intermittent fasting you're not supposed to skip a meal no, you're no, supposed no. to eat all of your food I within an eight hour that. window what I'm saying is that like 6 p.m. I'll just stop eating for the day yeah I'll be like okay no more like snacking or something and when you wake up you feel fantastic you feel the earlier that you eat the better you feel the oh next morning my god you're bl- I'm not bloated when I wake up yeah. it feels unbelievable I'm so I'm excited for that feeling. I'm with you there. Yeah. Okay, I'll do the intermittent fasting. Wow, that took little the to The only no reason I don't like doing it is because I really enjoy eating dinner with my husband, and my husband doesn't yeah. come home until around 7, yeah. so I have to eat before him. I have to cook, eat before him, and then he has to come and heat up the food, and it's just like... That's not a good way for us to spend. It's not a good way for us to spend quality time together. You know, like it's nice to enjoy a meal together. Well, then why don't your hours? I can't do that. I I have to eat in the morning. It's so hard for me to even wait until 10. Mm. I get so hungry in the morning. Mm. Okay. Well, then never mind. I'll figure it out. I'll let you know. Well, you can also just do it a couple times a week. You don't need to do it every day. Yeah, that's a good point too, I guess. But Kato. Kato, you said like nine nine. Uh, nine nine. <laughs> we were in we were in Brooklyn uh, when we were in New York last uh, couple weeks ago, and we were just shouting nine 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 as we were walking. And if you don't know what that's from, it's from the TV show Brooklyn Nine Nine. If you don't watch it, what are you even doing with your life? And like, why are you even listening to this podcast? We talk about it every day. Yeah, we're obsessed. Nine nine. Nine nine. Kato. Okay, we're done now. Okay. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy the episode. Alyssa's fantastic and she rocked the most amazing belt I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, we need that belt. Boomerang of her, so you could see that in our uh, Instagram highlights. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, enjoy, sisters. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. 
I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Hi, I've been there. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. Ugh, thinning hair just isn't the vibe. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Amen. 
Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth just doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow through different stages, such as postpartum, like me. After I gave birth, I noticed that around the crown of my head, my hair was shedding. I've been taking Nutrafol for almost three months at this point, and I am not kidding you when my husband, my friends, my family have been commenting on how long, strong, and healthy my hair has been looking lately. I mean, sisters, if you've been watching OK Sister on YouTube, you've seen my hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. I mean, 86% is a lot of women. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OKSIS. Alyssa is a content strategist and founder of THB Marketing House, a digital marketing agency in New York that connects influencers with opportunities to develop their personal brands. Her social persona as the Hope Brunette focuses on creating content that inspires like-minded women all over the world to tell their own story and build a life they can be proud of. Most recently, she has launched a small collection of limited edition coats as well. Without further ado, Alyssa... Hi, thank Hello. you for having me. Oh, welcome. Don't Your belt is giving me life. It's so good, right? It's this so brand good. is amazing. It's below the belt. Yes, oh, I've heard of them. I know them. They have like the best, best yes, belts. Like I every yeah. chains, like design, like gold buckles, like giant. It's just like it's it's great. Oh, I they're love a pretty it. new company, aren't they? I think you know. I don't know if they're that new. I think they only just recently kind of blew up. Yeah, okay. because they really started pushing like influencer marketing. Mm, yeah, okay. that's probably right. And I got them. this through Foray um, um, Collective, which is like yeah. this like online platform where they have brands that can sell their products just like a regular e-commerce site, but then oh. also gift to influencers that are invited to use this platform. Oh, I yeah. love that. It's so cool. Ooh, so. I know. I feel like Belts is like such a statement under yeah underrepresented statement space. Piece. Yeah, totally. I love it. Love it. Okay. Current fixation. Okay, so I'll start. Okay. I, correct me if I'm wrong, Mads, I don't think you've done this one yet, and I'm surprised that you haven't. Oh, shit. Okay. So let's see if I just forgot or if I truly am coming up with something new. Um, I'm obsessed with Heather McMahon. I have I have done that. You have done that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn it. Okay, so she is the funniest comedian I have ever had the pleasure of watching. Specifically, her stories are just next level. Next level. She is the only person that at the end of the night, or the end of the day, I will go search for her to watch her entire stories. Like, that's how much I'm so invested in her life. She's coming on the podcast in a few weeks, so we're super excited. But she is just like laugh out loud funny. And she's so real and she just doesn't give a shit about anything. It's 
unbelievable. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. So that's my current fixation. Fabulous. Okay, my current fixation is the chill times. So this is a media branch off from Chill House. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. So it's a store in New York um, centered around modern self-care. But the Chill Times is their like destination and resource for you know self-care and um, articles about self-love. And it's really relatable and very much like don't give a shit type of content. So like certain articles that I love is like, an intersectional feminist guide to more inclusive dressing and what I learned from binge watching sex in the city. So those are the kind of articles. Yeah. It's really, and it's obviously it's, you know, it's a chill house adjacent brand. So it's very aesthetically Mm -hmm. pleasing and you know, it's fun to scroll through. So the content is great and their Instagram is also very, very on point. Oh, I love it. Empowering as we all love Love over here. That's so good. Yeah. Okay, Okay, so my current fixation, which I feel like is, like, not that exciting, but I'm trying to get everybody more excited about it. I'm trying to, like, make it sexy. Okay. Okay, so this is, like, something that I'm trying to make sexy that I cannot figure out just yet. But, like, I'm obsessed with trying to figure out how to save the ocean. Oh, my God. And so, like, the funny thing, well, it's not funny, but, like, when I have mentioned it, like, on social media, Mm -hmm. it's, like like crickets like people just like don't really care Mm. and like I feel like people do care like they're not you know no one's like a horrible person like yeah I wish the ocean died you know sure but like I feel like if we make it sexy if I can figure out how to make it sexy you know like you can I think think people might care more yeah I think it's because we're not directly affected by it every day and we don't we also I think I, at least in my eyes, like I am just perplexed at the how vast the ocean and how unchartered it is. Yeah. And I think that's probably why people are a little like shy to even speak up about it. Because totally. There's really no resources or, or really no. Like, yeah. Also, the ocean cool is way. like it's almost like a it. different planet, but yeah. on our planet. Yeah, so it totally. Is. It's a whole different way of living that's not land. And yeah. I think that like <laughs> freaks people out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like. Sea life is actually totally terrifying to me. Like mm. I cannot go snorkeling. I will not go snorkeling. Oh, so I'm like I can't even be near a fish, but I would love to admire them. Yeah, you know. But, <laughs> that's how um, we are. We like that's how we are. We're like obsessed with finding Nemo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is yes, that's, that's just, one of our favorite movies. Is but yeah, we're like obsessed. Well, our dad. We grew up like our dad had a boat growing up and he fishes he fishes so we were always on the water yeah we're We're just not in the water we're not in the water but we love to watch it we go whale watching he's like a huge fish person like we love that culture um but what so what sparked that for you that's so interesting i just spent the week down in the caribbean and i got a chance to go to necker island and like meet richard branson oh wow all right cool i met him before at the u.n for the ocean summit there but they had an ocean summit at his private island and we were there and it's something that's like been on my mind for a Mm. long time and again I mean kind of just working with like influencers and stuff it's like kind of sparked something like how do we like make this sexy like Mm -hmm. let's make it sexy to like change the world you Mm -hmm. know I know that sounds like a really broad statement but like I'm trying to figure, I'm like dedicated to trying to figure well, out how to like bridge great. that. In Southern California right now, they just banned plastic straws. Yeah. It was, so I mean, I think the revolution is starting. It's starting, but like the biggest thing, and you were talking about, it's like out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. It's like, they talked about like empathy is like something mm-hmm. that's kind of just like missing on the whole, on the, like the whole thing is like, 
there are so many people in our country who have never even been to the beach. Yeah. Yeah, it's and crazy. And on top of the people, like, that have actually been to the beach, like, very few of them have been, like, out to sea to, like, even see animal life mm. in real life. Like, not an aquarium. Yeah. Like, yeah. divers are, like, the most passionate because they go down and do and that. Like, how many, I've never gone scuba it. diving. Like, have you? Yeah. Like, no, I'm not scuba no. certified. Like, you know, so. That's just, so We're very fortunate. That what do you mean? That we grew up on the water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are. We really, it was a very, very big presence in our life, but I think you could do it. I feel like. If anyone I mean, can yeah. do it, you can Hello, do it. Hello, you have a fucking branding agency. Yeah, you we'll could do it, it girl. I have some ideas. I have some ideas. Perfect. All right, we'll be yeah. on the lookout. Okay, so let's jump right in. Let's talk about all the way to the beginning. We know you grew up in San Diego, which is where we grew up. My husband and you went to the same high school, which is really cool. Oh, I didn't know that. So tell us about where you grew up and what your childhood was like. Oh gosh. Okay. So I grew up in San Diego. Mm. I didn't move to New York until I was 27. So basically my whole life was there. Um, I went to Arizona for like a hot second for college, but um, yeah, like we grew up in, or I grew up in um, like East San Diego Mm. And then before um, high school, my parents moved up to Del Mar by the beach and they, you know, wanted me to go to a really good school, honestly, is like one of the biggest things, reasons why we moved. Mm. So um, I went to Torrey Pines and we were joking in the elevator that like everybody in our graduating class is like so smart and yeah. like so successful and like does something so cool. I'm like, we need to like do an undercover investigator story about like what was in the milk yeah in 2004 skinny confidential like, yeah. um fashion lush fashion lush yeah i mean like those wow. are just like the girls that are like blogging or like right doing but that just kind like of stuff, but, like the other everyone else i mean that's amazing yeah even like your husband and, yeah like, everybody's just like killing it cool stuff damn yeah okay. i mean like i had a pretty chill life yeah but new york that shit's crazy so when like, did i got you here move and i'm here? like whoa how long um, have you been here I've been here for four years. Okay. So, um, what was the, what, what was the impetus to move here? Well, I'm my fiance mm. now fiance. Um, but I met him like seven years ago and I was traveling to New York from San Diego and I was with a friend who knew him and then, you know, they were acquaintances and we hung out all weekend and then we didn't start dating until a few years later. But mm. when that happened, it was like kind of like the perfect push to come here because, I've always wanted to move to New York. I mean, this is like the dream mm. and especially like for my business, like this was like a big, it was a big step in the right direction. So it was like, everything just made sense. So mm. it was like, I'll just come out here. God forbid it doesn't work out with him and I like it's New York. It's not like I was moving to the middle of the country and giving right. something up. Yeah. I was actually like taking a step forward in my life, mm. like by coming here. So it was just, yeah. So had you here. started the hope brunette in San Diego prior I did. to that? Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like under a really embarrassing name first. It was oh not. This name was is three, maybe four years old. But like, wait, could you tell us? It was, was me poopsie. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what? Like, what because, does that like, mean? Poopsie was just like my nickname, and I was like, wait, what? Like, so why? Yeah, I don't know. Like, someone I had like an ex boyfriend in high school. Like, randomly, like was like, oh my poopsie, you know? <laughs> and then like, oh my god, that's so funny. I kind of went away, and then like as I was maybe like twenty or twenty one. 
um, like I think like one of my friends like caught wind of it and was like, oh my god, let's call her Poopsie, you know, like okay. and Poopsie came back and like poops. Like I was just like, no, like if, I swear if you like run into somebody in San Diego, like hey, do you know Poops? Like they'd be like, yeah, I love her. Poops. Oh, oh my, god, my god, I'm dead. And it was so funny. People are like, what did you like shit your pants? Like <laughs> yeah. at school, like oh how did you god. get the name? I'm like, no. First of all, Cartman's mom calls him my little Poopsie, so actually it's an endearing, cute little name. Oh my god. But I don't want to go there. Oh <laughs> Someone my actually god. said that's like a cool country club name, like Kiki or Fitzy or Mitzi or something yeah like, yeah i'll yeah. take that that's yeah. a good one but poops, but poops. So yeah so basically so, my fiance was like listen you gotta change that yeah like it needs to go oh <laughs> my god time. that is so funny that's a, i love that little factoid so when yeah. you start so why did you start um, me poopsie and then obviously the evolution to the hope brunette but like i really never wanted to be like a blogger hmm. like that wasn't really like the end goal or the really the start goal it's kind of like what I wanted to do was just like get online, like get my name online and like, just why? Because like, I feel like the way that the whole world is moving, like everybody needs to have some sort of like, like social presence, like for whatever you're doing. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I needed to get online, have my website on there. And then I would treat my website kind of like, um, an evolving, um, like digital media kit kind of thing, like a resume, mm -hmm. you know, because like I didn't want to continue what I was doing. I was selling insurance. So, Yikes. which was great, paid the bills, like allowed me to travel back and forth from New York and live a really nice lifestyle, but it was not something that I was passionate about at all. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do something more creative. And funny enough is that I started a blog, like, I don't know, five years before that. So like a long time ago mm -hmm. on Blogspot. And then I just was like, this is a stupid idea. I mean, seriously I could punch myself in the face like I was like what an what a dumb idea you know and I stopped doing it and then oh. like started again like four years later but ideally it was just to really get my kind of like name out there and really to learn more about my talents mm. because I was good at writing and I loved photography I just didn't know where it was going to take me yeah and how to blend those two yeah. I always I think it's so important for people to have creative outlets yeah. and to have even if it only stays a side thing totally. yeah totally. it's so it's so important i think scout and i especially with i mean with okay sis like it's something that it's m this creativeness that we are able to just channel yeah into. i feel like if even if it is always just a hobby or some creative yeah. channel that never like makes money or whatever yeah. it's when you channel that kind of energy into something it makes you more productive and like yeah. a better person on whatever else you're doing in your life absolutely I think. So, yeah. So how did the Hope Burnett turn into THB Marketing House? So after probably like a f even I was actually really dedicated to like posting all the time on my blog and really went for like talking about fashion and all this stuff. But like that really didn't act, like fashion. I love shopping mm. and I'm a fashion enthusiast. Like I'll spend every single dollar I have on clothes like and <laughs> skip a meal like for sure. But like talking about it doesn't get me excited. Mm. And I felt like I was doing a lot of that. And I couldn't figure out one is that I wasn't making any money. I mean, I was making like, I don't know, like a hundred dollars here, a hundred dollars there. Mm -hmm. And I was still at my job that I hated. And I was like, okay, I need to figure this out. Like, how am I going to make money? Mm -hmm. I'm not growing fast enough to really take in the kind of money that's going to supplement the money that I'm making now, you know, to be able to quit my job. So, well, oh, sorry, uh, just interrupt at this point in time, was it common for it was influencer culture uh, coming about like when was, was this like, around because this was like um gosh it's so i think it was like 2015 okay so, so yeah like, like this was it wasn't unusual for bloggers to not be paid yet. yeah okay yeah. and Got it was it. like before the influencer like agency boom right it yeah. was like right before that and i had 
when I, it w- I was in New York and I had worked with a couple agencies and they were like the only two that I'd even heard of. And I'd done a lot of Googling like, mm-hmm. okay, I've been working with them and they do, it seems like kind of easy, you know, like they, they have a brand and then they get influencers to market their brand yeah. and, you know, kind of figuring out. Just connecting out the, them. Yeah. I was like that simple process. I was like, I can totally do that. Yeah. But additionally, I wanted to, I wasn't happy like talking about fashion. I mean, it was great. I think it's important. I love to be like influenced by what people are wearing or what people are putting on their skin and all that stuff. But I was like, how am I going to like help people at the same time? Like, what am I, what is my brand really bringing to the table? And I didn't feel like I was doing anything that was like, I don't know, worth anything. So Mm. starting THP Marketing House, I figured, okay, I could charge brands. So that's how I'm going to make money. And I'm going to pitch the influencers to the brands so that they can make money. And so everybody's making money now. And like now that's going to be something that's like giving young women jobs that they're striving for. So started there and then it's actually totally kind of changed from there. But um, now I'm really doing like more resources for influencers to help Mm. grow their business. Yeah. Because working with small brand, it's really difficult. Like it doesn't make sense. The amount of time it takes to put into like a campaign. Um, it's not worth the money mm. and like all this stuff. So I kind of just was like, let's focus on something else. So how long did it take from the inception of the idea to start THB to <clears throat> actually launching it and having it be a successful business? I like, I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but mm-hmm. like three days. Wow. Yeah. How did you get those first early Initial clients? Yeah. So, the brands. Um, okay. What I would since guys, it was still this like idea the wild came West. to me in a fucking dream. Wow. wow! Like I was in Barcelona. I remember like a really shitty hotel room. It was like the only <laughs> one available because it was like some crazy conference there. And I woke up and I was like, I have to start this company. Wow. And so I started a website on Squarespace, which by the way takes like two seconds. It's like little mm. building. A yeah, little it's puzzle. so easy. Building a little puzzle and like that. did a sign up sheet and. I can't remember where I must have announced it. I honestly, at this point, I can't remember. Um, I think, oh no, what I did was I went on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I like created like a little, um, template on my, um, on my notepad in my, in my iPhone Mm -hmm. with like an intro email to like THP marketing house. And like, you can sign up here. Mm -hmm. And I probably emailed like a few hundred people and like almost all of them signed up. Wow. And this was actually funny enough is that my idea of like this influencer agency, like there was no influencer agencies at the time, like mm. none. And even the big PR agencies didn't have like their influencer branches yet. And so I was like, this is like an innovative idea. I'm totally going to kill it. And like, I swear within the month, like that's probably a lot of tech popped up and like all this stuff. And there's like millions and millions and millions now. And yeah. Um, was DBA around I at that time? I think DBA was around, but I'm not sure that they had their, I think there were an, agency before they had an got it yeah um, so you said that you were kicking yourself for stopping your blog but it sounds like you had a lot of foresight into what influencers and that world was really going to turn into yeah um like how did that yeah where did that come from I, you know what i don't even know like honestly i have no idea yeah you were just like i, I need to hustle make money and like, yeah this seems like a way to do i it. was talking with a friend last night and i was like some people people's motivators in life are so different. Like Mm. some people are really, really motivated by creativity. And like a lot of people say I'm motivated by money, but they're really not actually motivated by money. Mm. They want money. Right. It's like an ancillary benefit of it. Yeah. Yeah. I am legitimately motivated by money. Really? That's amazing. Like number one, (laughs) like I need to figure out how to make money. And if I can be creative doing it, like great. But like, how do I make money? Mm. 
Like, that is such I a, have a lifestyle that I need to keep up with. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, that's, un- that's unbelievable because I read this book called Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. And my favorite part about it is that she took this idea of money and said that it's usually a dirty word to be like, I just want money or yeah. that I, I'm in the pursuit of money. And she made it something to be really proud of and yeah. almost an honor, like a badge of honor that you figured out how to make money. Yeah. In a unique way. I also, it's really admirable that you wanted to give value and give back. Yes. And that's something that's, you know, in this kind of like ego driven influencer space, which we can kind of see it's all about the one person and their brand and who they are, which is great. And that, and you could make a lot of money that way, but it's really great. It's, it's admirable that you were like, no, I, how do, what can I build that can also help others? Which I think is super. I felt weird like talking about myself all. I mean, I still do like, that's still part of the brand, still part of the job. And like all of my photos are of me and what I like and where I like to travel and my opinions. And you know, that's not going to go away, but it makes me feel better that that's not everything Yeah, because that's what really got me to start thinking about THV marketing house. Cause I was Absolutely. like, I am like done talking about myself 24 hours a day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Is it so, just you that works on it or do you um, have a team? I have an assistant and that's about it. Wow. So yeah. How many years has it been? The agency? Four, I guess. Wow. What year is it? I don't what? know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like still writing it? 2018 on yeah. like everything. Yeah, so we feel you. I honestly, I think it's been, been four, four years. years. That's insane. Almost four. It's probably been three and a half years, actually. So we've actually had a lot of, you know, early bloggers on the podcast. And I love asking them because they've kind of seen the landscape over the years. Because it's relatively new and people don't really know how to classify it or yeah. what's happening. So how have you really seen the shift? And also because you're in the business end of it, the back end with the brands approaching influencers and how have you, how did you see that shift? I, this is going to sound horrible, but I see it's like going in a bad way. Oh, like, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I like, I hate it. Yeah. It's like, it's really getting to me mm. because in a way, um, now that my like THP marketing house has shifted into like helping influencers and bloggers like build their business. Um, I almost feel like I'm a part of the problem now, which is another reason. So I'm like, it's so funny because I keep like readjusting, like, okay, I really need to like evolve and make sure that I'm going in the right direction because where I'm going in this direction that we're going. And I think as like an industry whole, everybody, Mm. I'm not sure that it's going in the right direction. Like everyone is so obsessed with followers Mm. and like, I get it you know, that's like your paycheck. Like if you have a hundred thousand followers, like you can charge pretty much like around a thousand dollars for a photo. You know what I mean? But that's like, people are so obsessed with it and people are doing so many things to like, just like giveaways. I I mean, I, I'm totally guilty of it. We promote giveaways on our, on our website. People love it. Like the girls love it. They will spend money to get in a giveaway so they can get followers. Like, and it's good because, you know, it's helping them build their business. But, like, the people that aren't doing it are being, like, severely left behind. And, like, they're building their brand super authentically. You know what I mean? Like, they mm-hmm. didn't pay to get into a giveaway to give away a Louis Vuitton purse or a cell phone or whatever. And, honestly, I would stop doing it except for that's what everyone wants. Like, mm-hmm. I'll get emails every single day. It's like, hey, is there a new giveaway? Like, you know, and we don't – I don't actually host the giveaways. I did that for, like, a second. It was so much work. I don't want to do it. But <laughs> – I'll find people that are hosting giveaways and recommend them and, and sell spots on for their giveaways. So, okay. So this is fascinating. So you're 
I mean, you're part of this world, yeah. obviously, mm-hmm. and you're perpetuating it. But you have this perspective that it's losing its kind of it's losing authenticity. It's, it's losing humanity. Yeah. Even. So and it's like it's actually like really bringing out I mentioned it a couple times um briefly but like it's like bringing out this like really nasty like just greedy entitlement greedy. Yeah, that I a lot that. of influencers have now because it's so easy to grow fast mm. you know what i mean like mm. all you need to do is invest a few hundred dollars into something and you're growing your inf- your following is growing overnight and it's like it's like if someone handed you a business and then gave you the, like the business was already built and then gave you the keys and was like and now figure out how to run it it's like okay well the girls that started from the beginning and grew authentically and like slowly because that's really, really like how it, it works yeah. they started from the beginning and they learned from their mistakes and they know how to run and build their business because they've been doing it. Whereas someone's growing really fast is like, well, I thought that I'd be making all this money and like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, they don't know how to run their, you know, they're not running a business. They're just looking for followers because that's what they think the business is. So it's so interesting when you talk about the business behind influencers and Instagram, because for me, I've always looked up to bloggers because they are creating a brand, sticking with a brand and building a business. And people don't understand that there is a huge business component to all yeah, of this. Totally. What has been your experience with the business side of things and how, what kind of mistakes do you see women making these days? Um, the biggest thing is like with the followers. Like, mm-hmm. So if someone gains a lot of followers really quickly they have let's say they have 20,000 followers and maybe like it only took them a few months like FYI it took like me I don't know two years to get 20,000 followers so now people are growing like super super fast with like a lot of the marketing and um and and ads I'm sorry giveaways and all that stuff but um what was the question (laughs) what do you see people doing wrong in the business today yeah so like I think the biggest thing is like that like in the beginning you have to like you have to work for free a lot and you have to like build relationships i think that the relationship aspect is missing because they didn't have to build all of these relationships to get to where they are they can just pay and like they get ahead like basically they're paying to skip the line mm. and i feel like that's not a good way to do business right because you have to figure out how to um like communicate with a pr agency mm. and a brand and give them something valuable in exchange for what they're giving you, if that's payment or a product or whatever it is. And I do really feel like the relationship building aspect is, is yeah. missing because I feel like a lot of people are willing to, I don't want to say like burn bridges, but not like put a lot of like love and time and effort into yeah. making a relationship that's going to take their business somewhere. Yeah. It seems like people, as you said, are growing so quickly. And then do you see them? plateau a little bit like do you see them get to that heights and then just kind of be like oh shit I wasn't ready for this responsibility or wasn't able to deliver this type of content or this type of messaging um in the real way that I wanted to I feel like um a lot of influencers at this point will will have a lot of followers Mm -hmm. and let's say like someone who has a hundred thousand followers but maybe like grew really fast Mm -hmm. and doesn't know what what they're doing they're going to make a lot less money than the girl who's like at 20,000 followers. Who's like has great content is very like business oriented is building those relationships. So it's not necessarily about like plateauing. It's like really just about how 
they know how to run their business yeah, or not. You know, absolutely. because you can have loads and loads of followers and be making like significantly less money than somebody who's got less followers, but really just, you know, yeah. on the ball. So what are, so what are you going to do to help the problem? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what have you what have you thought about through your agency? Like, what are some things that you can do to help? Like, would it be more so business oriented uh, skill sets and resources I rather think, than um, growth or, or resources? I haven't really delved into like actual like solutions, um, yeah. like blogging on for THB. Okay. But I have a whole list of like really good content that when I have a conversation with somebody, they're like, Oh my God, I didn't know that. Mm. And it's like, okay, maybe I need to actually do some like business mentoring in mm-hmm. a sense. That's yes. like, but like I would, I would love to like get paid for business mentoring, which I actually do sometimes, but that's not like a regular thing that right. I do, but really pushing out like valuable content. Like people need to hear the hard truth. And I think that's something that a lot, I th- uh, one of the biggest problems is that there were so many resources that um, very influential bloggers came out with that were like how to's mm. and how to build a blog. And they made it sound like it was super easy. Like any, yeah. yes, anybody can start a blog, but can you sustain it or mm. can you sustain that business? Like, you know, you have to hear the hard truth a lot of the time and none of those guides or resources like talk about any of that. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's like any business. You obviously, every entrepreneur says it's fucking hard. So it's hard. hard work. Like yeah. get ready to experience the unsexy parts of building a business. Yeah. Like we hear this time and time again, you have to have your entire soul into it. That's what's going to make it totally. successful. But it's true. Like on the blog side and the influencer side, kind of like all we see is the sexy parts yeah. and is the beautiful parts yeah. and the visual aspect and 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 people want that they want to attain that yeah. but they don't understand there's yeah. also what's a, there's also such a big push to monetize early on yeah and i think it's important to note that like for example lauren everett's from the skinny confidential didn't make a dime for three years she blogged Literally. every yeah. day for three years I mean, it's the same as a startup you're not doing it to make money right away like you're, you like yeah, people it's, it's a people long haul. With an actual business plan yeah. a regular business plan is like okay no you have profit. an investment you have like you know your overhead and all this stuff yeah. and then you got to figure out how to make that money back before you make any money. Yeah. Right? And it's and so it's like, interesting that people these days in, in the influencer world are just like, they see the potential and there is a lot of potential of course, yeah. but I think people need to reorient their expectations yeah. um, and not be so focused on, on fast growth, but more authentic Slow and growth. steady yeah. wins Slow the race. Steady, totally. And yeah. I actually wrote, um, I wrote a blog post on THB marketing house And one of the things was like, is your brand really authentic? Mm. You know what I mean? Like stop thinking about the money for two seconds and think about like what you're actually putting out there. Because one of the biggest things is like, if you look at some of these profiles, like every single product recommendation is hashtag like ad, you know, and I get it. We all need to make money, but like forget about the money for two seconds and think about what you're promoting. Like it's not. That's not cool. To do you have I to put a hashtag ad? I you do. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you started mentioning a little bit about branding and I kind of want to pick your brain a little bit on that because this influencer movement, a lot of it has to do with how you brand yourself. Yeah. What makes a, or what goes into a good brand in your opinion? I think, um, one authenticity for sure. Um, and what does that mean though to you? Because that's a word that we throw around here, too. I had actually written about it in the same post. And it was like, 
on Instagram, it's really easy to get caught up in like the Louboutin world and the flying on a private jet and wanting to like live that life. But like, yeah. is that really your life? And like, is that something that people can actually relate to? Like, no, mm. 1% of the world can maybe actually relate to that. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of girls go into it being like, okay, I need this designer handbag. I need this and I need that. And then the ads that they do, which I see a lot of, it's like, so it's like they're promoting a brand that can be bought at Walmart, which is fine. Mm. Who cares? Like that's, if that's where you're shopping, that's great. But like, are you just buying all of this stuff and like giving off this persona and then like promoting things that maybe you do spend money on? I, it just like doesn't make yeah. sense. There's like a lot of disconnect with like how you're living your life and if that's actually real. Yeah. yeah. So check and the intention. Behind yeah. So yeah. I think like being really authentic about it is really like figuring out who you are and not being afraid to show that mm. listen if you want to do like this like ultra luxury brand like stick with it that's fine if that's not really like who you are and how you live your life that's fine but like when we talk about branding it's like you can be on the internet and be whoever you want to be mm. but just stick with it you know mm -hmm. and if that's not who you really are that's fine too because you are building a brand you know there's a lot of people who promote products that are very um profitable but maybe they don't actually you know like them but they're kind of evolving and listening to their audience but do, That's but do you but do you sense that the audience can kind of catch on and see that 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 this person doesn't actually like do we actually think do. kim kardashian drinks this fucking tea yeah, no! no like you know so don't you think audiences can smell that i think in a, i do in a yeah. sense like i think people are getting smarter i mm. definitely do so um consumers are getting smarter um, that's why like Yelp and all those things, they're kind of like a thing of the past because mm. they look at people look at influencers, right? And they look at people who, um, there's context to the recommendation. Mm. So they are getting smarter in the sense to like pay attention to people who have the same type of lifestyle as them. Like if I recommend a burger, but you know that I like, you know, fancy things or I like to, or I don't like fancy things or whatever, you can probably gauge like kind of like whether or not you're going to like that burger yeah. too. Um, but I at the like same that, time, the like, yeah, there's you. like a lot of con that's why blogging has become what it is, is because there is a context, right? So, um, I think that people that are following someone that they really admire and do believe that they're genuine, they do feel, you know, that they're getting right, the correct recommendations, but I'm not sure that trust is such trust. a big aspect when it comes to blogging. You need yeah. like that. I have certain bloggers where if they, promote something I trust them yeah. and I want to buy that product but if I find something that I'm looking at and I just don't believe it that ruins that trust and yeah. without trust influencers are nothing exactly and I do I do think that there's a lot of that's where the disconnect is and that's where a lot of influencers are struggling and then they don't understand why and then they kind of like want to blame people like oh the the Instagram sucks like yeah I mean we get it the algorithm is shit you know but like maybe maybe it's your content. I don't know. You know, yeah. mm -hmm. it's like, it's just that, or maybe you have the wrong audience. Like a lot of people don't really take into account like who their audience is. One of the, um, I had a meeting with, um, an agency that handles a lot of hotels mm. and they were talking about how like so many influencers will, like reach out and be like, Hey, yes. I have like 250,000 followers and like, I'd like a complimentary stay, which is great. Like that's a great, you know, um, promotion, mm -hmm. but you know, they're like, okay, well we need to look at your audience because if they're, 
200,000 followers who are between the ages of like 18 and 24 like the average person in the u.s between that age is like not 20 grand a year yeah like where are they really traveling that they can afford to like That's visit so that hotel true. or like you know what i mean like, yeah, like I, income I has a lot to do and age has yeah, a lot to do with it That's so, so maybe you're not promoting the right content to your audience has a mm. lot to do with it also do you find that engagement is a more accurate metric than followers um as in like people commenting liking yeah, or is I that mean, yeah kind of all i i don't know that's a difficult one because yeah. yes and no because yeah. there are a lot of um like group pods and like yeah. fake commenting yeah which there's plenty of ways to figure that out that's like easier to figure out than a fake follower these mm. days but um yeah i mean i guess that's, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, a, that's a toughie no it's, it's so too, it's, it's really hard yeah to figure yeah. out what's authentic and what's not when it's it comes very to difficult that. very difficult it's so true though uh, i i also read um an article about hotels and how they're really struggling with it because yeah. like in the beginning obviously they saw the potential of this market they tapped in they said hey come stay for free take photos whatever yeah. and now it's like obviously it's a big expense with yeah. these influencers to travel and stay at hotels so they want it for free yeah and yeah it's like now hotels need to step back and say okay wh- how can you add value to us yeah. like it's, you need it's an this, roi it's yeah. literally supply and demand i'm seeing this bell curve like all brands were like oh my god give me give me any influencer this is yeah. such a great market now it's like uh oh shit give me the top influencers like yeah. this is there's too many of us you know yeah. it's like this and then and then there's and the micro issue. blogging and it, people are wondering if micro blogging is is more effective for your campaign than people with you know huge following following like is, yeah. is the 20,000 girls a, totally. a better sale for you i mean it's the wild wild west and it's and it's crazy how it still is because it's so penetrated in our society and and it, it's still kind of unknown how and one influencer who's just a girl who's just kind of made a following like she can kind of she could get she can get brands. She can mm-hmm. get brands, but they could also underpay her. She doesn't yeah. know how much how to advocate. And if she does advocate for herself, they can be like, there's a million others of you. Yeah. Let me go get those. That'll exactly. do it for free. Yeah. It's really very fascinating to yeah. me. how, And it's all happening over DMs. Quiet. Hush, hush. Don't tell them how yeah. much you got paid, how you got paid. I've heard crazy stories and like it's essentially just like free models and free yeah. promotion at this I point. Mean, um. One of, one of the great things that I try to tell people about is like if you offer really good photography, mm-hmm. a lot of brands are very interested in paying you for that because mm. it costs them a lot of money to like actually photo create shoots. photo shoots and do like a content Especially for, for hotels. That's like a big thing. My friend um, is the director of marketing um, at a really nice hotel in San Diego and she is all about the influencers and they come and they take the most insane photos she says i couldn't i couldn't recreate this for the life of me can the hotel use those photos yeah and so then they use all of these photos and they are gold that's great that's great i think that's one of the biggest assets for small bloggers that are really trying to build their business that's how i kind of built my brand in the beginning Mm -hmm. was like i don't have anything to offer i have no followers you know what i mean (laughs) like what do i have to offer it was like my imagery was amazing so i got accepted to like like to know it really quickly Mm -hmm. and now they're really you know they're pretty strict like they won't if you're not blogging enough or you don't have enough followership, like mm. all this stuff. And I always tell people in the beginning, make it really, really nice. Like give them, give people something if they can't take a follow, you know, if they can't get anything from your following, mm. if it's photos or having just like a really nice feed or whatever it is, like 
you just have to have because at the end of the day it is visual like it is it is photos it's an aesthetic world it's aesthetics yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Like invest in a camera. Invest in a yeah. photographer. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's like the least you can. This is a fucking business. Yeah. Put your money in it. You know. Yeah. That's yes. a big thing. That is 100%. true. I feel like people don't want to work for it, as we said. It, it because just... so many people wrote like there's so much content out there that says you can build a business. You need twelve dollars to build a website on Squarespace, yeah. and that's it. It's like no. no like you need to get a good web designer. Buy a good camera, invest in a photographer like this. You can't like open up a pizza shop and then buy the dough when people are in line. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't work like that. It is a business. Uh, you know, yeah. you have to. I think people are forgetting that. Yeah. It needs to come down to that at the end. Yeah. Okay. So talk to us about what's next for you. What's next for the agency? And um, okay. So for my fixation, mm-hmm. I really yes. want to focus on like how to get influencers who are maybe passionate about something um in the world whether that's like women's rights education Mm. saving the ocean or whatever it is kind of like gauge their passion about it and then figure out a way to branch that Mm. uh, or bridge that um there are a few things that um i enjoy going to the un for um the sustainable development goals there's 17 of them they talk about them all over you know all kinds of stuff like whether it's getting clean water saving the the planet and all kinds of stuff so basically just i guess i want to figure out how interested influencers are in taking one of those steps and putting that into their content Mm -hmm. because i feel like that would also set my brand apart like i don't know anybody else that's doing that Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. i kind of want to get into that and i do have connections in that realm and so i really want to figure out how that's that can work. That's you know beautiful. What? I think that brings back the humanity. And I know you said you're laser focused on money, but I, I yeah. do see an aspect to you where you want to add value and make sure people I can figure out how to make money outside of that because that yeah, is, that's, that's like more brand for building for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like about the content. It's like if I focus on something that I feel is going to be just like good, mm-hmm. you know, if I focus yeah. on that, the money will come. Yeah. You know, there's a million other ways. I'm not going to make money doing philanthropic things. That's for sure. But those are the relationships that I'm going to have to build to get there are, I'm probably going to make money from, Yeah, you know, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's really amazing. Oh, Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks You're such a gem. I'm like, I know I'm a little scatterbrained sometimes. No, no you're, you're, this you're, you're great. Such, such a great no, episode. Such great, yeah, such great Such tips great especially. insight. Really, you have a lot of insight into this to World. this space. You yeah. have a lot of foresight for sure. Yeah. Okay, tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, get in so touch. So if you're an influencer, you can go to thbmarketinghouse.com. Mm-hmm. There is a registration button right on the home screen, and you can enter all your information, get on our email list, Um, I'll be pushing out a lot more content that's going to actually help brand building. In addition to, there are some services that you can sign up for to help build your brand. Um, if you're just a cool person that wants to follow me on Instagram, Mm -hmm. you can find me at the hot brunette. It's spelled T H E H A U T E B R U N E T T E. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we'll link it it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. So yeah. And I'm there and take a lot of pictures of my dog on oh, oh that's story. enticing love there we go we love there that. we go okay and you can yeah. find us at okay sis podcast and love you love you sisters <laughs> bye
Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 